the distribution wars heat up or turn a little more purple. Welcome to the Pixel Podcast. My name is Gio and I'm all by myself today. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. Instead of having our normal segmented show, it's going to be me rambling for about 10 minutes. Are you ready? Here we go. If you're a PC gamer at all, you probably already utilize Steam in some form or another where you use it to download your games, maybe you use it to stream, maybe you use it to bother your friends on the daily Regardless, uh, Steam has a bit of a monopoly in this in this industry, in this distribution industry, and it's a very interesting thing because you look back a couple of years ago, and the way you bought a PC game was you went to a Best Buy, a Walmart, you went to a retail store, and you grabbed it out of the glass, from behind the glass, or off the shelf, or whatever, and drove home, and you installed it on a di- from a disc, and... Then if there were updates, if the game had an updater, you would update it that way. Or if you wanted to install updates, you had to go to the website. Sometimes you had to track it down. It was a little bit of a pain. It wasn't that much of a pain, but it was a little bit of a pain. And with the advent of Steam, things have gotten a lot easier. Games have gotten a little cheaper. Uh, certainly, it's gotten a little more fun, a little more connected. And with the extensibility of Steam Workshop, it's even gotten a little creative. Uh, but... There are some problems with Steam, namely so that the direction that Valve is going in some cases is a little off. I'm not going to say bad, because it may very well be the future of gaming, and of course I'm talking about paid mods from Workshop, which I'm kind of split on because on one hand, yes, mod developers should have some kind of income. They've worked hard on these mods, even though they're not making their own game. Some mods take a game engine and make it into a, a whole game, like Gary's mod. Or hell, half of Valve's games are, you know, mods, quote-unquote, of, of other games. So I think that's fine. On the other hand, I don't think taking a 70% cut is fair to them. I don't think forcing them into this is is good and certainly on a platform as big as Steam to just go ahead and say you know boom all of a sudden all of these free mods are now going to be paid mods and yes it is up to the discretion of the developer but if I went to 90% of these developers and I said hey chances are if you put your game your mod in there for five bucks people are probably gonna buy it I would now is it fair I, I don't know but it's worth talking about. I think that's the most important thing. Steam has, or Valve has, backed off. They've since pulled paid mods. I know I'm a couple of weeks behind. I was on an extended vacation. That's fine. Whatever. They pulled it back, but it just shows that they're willing to take the risk, which I think is very important. You have to remember, if you look back at consoles, you have companies, Microsoft, that aren't afraid to take a risk, or companies like Microsoft that take too big of a risk and then alienate everyone a la you don't pay for the game you're paying for the disc you don't own the game kind of xbox one launch thing right whatever that was 
what is the best solution to this? Aside from Steam saying, or Valve saying, all right, sorry, we made a mistake. What do we do, right? Obviously, that's to be more careful. Valve needs to be very careful and tread carefully, 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 carefully about what they do. However, I think they were in the right direction. They tried to start small with one game. Maybe that wasn't small enough. Maybe they should have, you know, just kind of tipped their toes and said something about it first. If you look back at, like, Windows, Windows Vista, to me, was a little bit of a shock. And I think that's why the general public didn't like it. And then Windows 7 had all these beta tests, and they were awesome, and people loved it. And Windows 8 also had some beta tests, but it was... They messed up the interface. Whatever. We're getting off topic here. The best thing, I think, besides Valve watching their step, is competition. Competition pushes prices lower. It pushes competitors to actually care about their customers a little bit because they can lose them. Now, if you look at the state of game distribution, now I'm talking more so digital distribution, you have, obviously, Valve. Steam as number one. You also have Origin, mostly for EA-related titles. You have Ubisoft's Uplay, which, I mean, that's a joke. Uh, you have Desura, which is more indie-related stuff, but does carry some great games on it and is rather old. You have, I guess, the Windows Store and the Mac App Store, which are more mainstream, but gamers typically don't look to those stores for games, at least not what what's considered AAA games or full-blown games they may go there for casual games similar to the way they do on their phones uh, and then you have other websites green man gaming uh i'm gonna throw gog out there for now i'll get to that in a second um what's the other one gamergate not the crazy people the actual gamergate website they sell games i think there's a whole bunch of little smaller sites out there and some of them if you look you can actually get great deals. That's how I managed to get uh, City Skylines for way cheaper than it was on Steam, but I still ended up getting a Steam key. Oh, and you can, oh, I'm just, almost forgot. Humble Bundle, of course. That's a great place to get games. And they differentiate themselves from Steam. Now, I'm going to talk about good old games, GOG.com, because recently they've announced GOG Galaxy, which is their equivalent to Steam, but they're a little different as their games are DRM-free, which is great, you actually download the installer from or for the game, and you can store that. It's an offline installer. Totally different. They're promising um, completely optional features, optional auto updates, offline support for all your games, rollback. So if you install an update and it breaks something or you don't like it, you can roll it back. That's even great. That's really great. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And of course, there's multiplayer achievements, uh, game time tracking, I'm sure. They'll have some kind of game overlay, things like that. All that's, all the social stuff is to be expected of a distribution platform nowadays. Uh, it's kind of like a little mini social network. Mod support is probably going to be an equivalent of a Steam Workshop. And then you have a great alternative, right? Maybe. Maybe. Because with all of this openness and all of these promises is a big pile of steaming bullshit that's essentially what it is because you look at what GOG, GOG their their parent company um, Project Red 
something like CD Projekt Red, um, and they're makers of the uh, the Witcher series. There was a, a kerfuffle of between Green Man Gaming and GOG where they they wouldn't sell Green Man Gaming any codes for the game. They wouldn't let them distribute it. So they went around and they found legitimate codes from other people who were allowed, and they sold them for twenty dollars less. Uh, off, off full retail price, which is amazing and ballsy. Ballsy as hell. And I didn't like that too much. And so the, there was a whole back and forth thing, and that's that to me worries me. How can a company that is... Granted, I mean, the copies were genuine. Where are they going to get fake CD keys anywhere? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. But... A company that is so that tries to be so open and tries to say, here are some DRM-free games. All their games are DRM-free. Maybe that's why they were worried. I don't know. And then they go and they say, no, you can't distribute our game. We want to push people to our platform. It's very EA. It's very Ubisoft. And it's not consumer-friendly. So that's it for this episode of My Soapbox. Thanks for listening. We'll return with more regular episodes later on, starting next week. Got a couple on retainer, some good ones. Talk about some pretty weird stuff sometimes. But as usual, you can visit us on our beautifully designed website, 8bit.tv. Follow us on Twitter at 8bit.tv, facebook.com slash 8bit.tv. And we just opened up a grand, brand new Instagram account, which is, of course... 8-Bit TV. And we post all, all sorts of cool images and such. So uh, definitely check it out if you have the time. Because if you don't, you'll be forced to use Origin for the rest of your life. 